This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. Um, all right, so uh, what are you going to talk about tonight? Hey, so I got an oldie but a goodie here. It's got, um, got the original Gunsmith Cats by um, Kenichi Sonoda. And yeah. You know what else you have here? What? You have Myron. Yes. Yay. Hey, Myron. How you doing, Jason? Yeah, good to have you back. Good to be back, sir. And we have other <laughs> nameless um, participants here. Kind of like the, like the options in Gradius. Yes. Just, just introduce yourself. So, Gunsmith Cats, well, we yeah. were watching some of the anime. Yeah. Uh, well, I've seen it all. I was just showing a little bit to, to them. Yeah, and we'll talk about the anime in a little bit, but first, let me just talk, let me just reiterate the fact that, you know, like, if you've been following my, my posts on on the website, then you'll notice that, like, I really, really hated the um, ending to um, to Burst, the sequel series that, that was finished, that they published, the Star Wars finished publishing this year. I felt it just really dishonored the uh, the original series and just, like, made its main main character seem like a complete idiot in the it's process. All over it. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and, like, well, and, like, I've, well, I've liked, really liked the original series. Um, I didn't actually bother to pick it up in the um, revised edition that Dark Horse has published because, you know, I already own the, um, the volumes. But now that Dark Horse put, I, I picked up the um, four revised editions. It's basically, like, compressed series into that. God, I'm redundant here. God damn it. Anyway, Dark Horse was um, offering a sale on. Selling all four volumes like seventy percent off, so I figured, hey, I'll take the plunge. I'll go ahead and reread them, and hey, you know what? It it brings back lots of good memories like this. So, so here I am talking about it now. Okay. All right. Now, basically, this series, series is about um two. This is about um Riley Vincent, a um a gunsmith in Chicago who also worked works part time as a bounty hunter. She's a complete gun nut. It's like and it's like got a crack and as crack shot as you'll get in it. It's like in any anime. Anime or manga series. It's like, in fact, the series is kind of like the um, kind of the missing link between um, the old school Girls with Guns series, like the Dirty Pair, and the modern modern series iterations like Black Lagoon. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's like it's also like exemplifies like, Japan's fascination with America because this is one of the few um, like anime series, anime mean, manga series I've seen that takes place entirely in America. It's set in Chicago, and as such, focuses on on Rally's efforts to take down the. Uh, Take down the various um, scumbags she she comes across. I mean, you get like crazy people like um, it's like um, bo- like like um, brother and sister killers Bonnie and Clyde, who um in in her first case, Riley managed to um, cu- um, shoot see, simply, like, shoot up on Bonnie's car to the point where it flips up and she loses a couple limbs, and then she takes up she gets like a mo- like a nice molly wire um like th- like thumb extension and a uh, it's like and then a, like a like a nice machine gun in her leg to take. On like for her return return engagement with Rally, like it's just fun stuff like that. And then you get later storylines when you get like um Gray, like who's basically like your big scary black dude, um who's like who is just like who's just like I'm out to um, beat the crap out of everyone and just dominate everyone, everyone in his path. And and Rally takes out his arm. He winds up getting a sword arm as well. So it's just like real over the top. Over the top action in that sense. Ooh, I have to interject on that, like yes. what you what you mentioned earlier about the big scary black dude. Not the big scary scary black dude, because I'm one too. <laughs> but uh, uh, who's who's the artist of this manga? Artist is Kenichi Sonoda. Like you you mentioned before, like how how he uh, incorporates like American culture into mm-hmm. this manga, which you know you rarely see in manga. But like looking at it, I. Uh, I love the way he drew. I love the way he drew his cars in the manga. Like they, mm-hmm. would they drive a Shelby Cobra? Sh- um, Riley drives a Shelby Cobra GT500. Right. Like I love like 
this man obviously has an eye for detail on, you know, it looks like on a... Because he has more than, you know, just the Shelby mm -hmm. in this series. And you just see the way he designs the cars and just the way he designs the cities of Chicago. Like, I really love the style he has, like, depicting America. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... Uh, it, it, uh, and, you know, the, char the, the characters are well, like, really good designs. I mean, I didn't read a lot of this manga, but um, just skimming through Volume 1, which Mr. Murphy... Uh, has here like I really enjoyed his style and that's something I really like to pick up and uh, read for myself which is um, it's not actually trivial um, for a Japanese manga artist to do American depictions I mean you know they have to be mm -hmm. able to know the skyline for example exactly right. all of the detail it's not just something they can go oh I'm gonna look at this picture okay yeah sure you know exactly and it's like it, it it's like, and he also like uh, also like it's he also does a good job of like showing his gun fetish as well because I mean good lord like, I like he talks about all the like, all the awesome guns like I know that hey if I ever get a handgun I'll want something like the uh, like the CZ75 that um, that Riley uses because it's apparently like the like the most badass handgun you will ever you'll ever see he just puts that kind of that amount of detail like from the cars to the handguns I mean he'll just go off on just like talk about why the handguns are great. I mean, at one point, Rally, um, she winds up having to, like, swipe a, like, a, like a perp's, um, um, Saturday Night Special in order to take out this, um, hitman. And she's like, oh, crap, I can't even, I'll have to get, like, within 20 yards to kill this guy, um, with this, with this, um, shitty-ass gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like, the series is all about just, like, um, delivering, like, real high-octane American blockbuster thrills. I mean, it's, it's normal because, like, at the time, it was, like, really one of the um, few, if only, like, a manga series being published in America that actually dealt with an American setting. Right. Yeah, it's like, I think that's one of the reasons why it's, like, it's, like, for its, like, a popularity, and it's, like, just it's, um, how it managed to, like, entrench itself, like, in, like, in fandom as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, the stories themselves, I mean, it's, like, like, you get, like, like I said, you have Riley facing off against, like, the biggest and baddest that um, Chicago has to offer. Big yep. black guy. Yeah, big black the big, big scary black guy, and also her um, her nemesis, um, Goldie Mousseau, who she's an Ita she's an Italian um, psychopathic lesbian chemist, wow. who um, for yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who first tries to um, bend Riley to her real by brainwashing her with drugs, and then coming back for a return engagement with um, with by, in order to break her um, without the drugs. But this time she comes back with her with Riley's dad in tow because she's because he's become a hitman at the time that he's been away from her, and it's and um but yeah but um then you also got like the other um stories where um Riley um Riley and her crew came up with um Bean Bandit the um master master delivery delivery man like he's he's kind of like the like the real gray area of the series like he will deliver anyone be it um be it um people be it be it weapons be it drugs like for any for any price and he is. He is badass. I mean, like he, it's like he, it's like he, his driving skills are legendary. It's like he's kind of like, um, like it's like like Burt, Burt Reynolds, um, smoking the bandit, just like, um, like times ten. And it's better than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yes. What kind of car does he drive? Though? Oh damn it! It's like if I could remember exactly what car he drives, um, I'd tell you. But he, but at one point he drive he um gets this, he gets this um. Really badass, um, bull bulletproof car called that he likes to call the, the Buff, like uh, as an as an African Cape Buffalo. The Buff. The Buff. Yeah. My next car I'm gonna call the Buff. It's yeah. the diesel cars. Yeah. Yeah. The Bean Bands. Oh, 
here's here's the specs for um for Bean's car. Um, blue printed blue printed four twenty seven block with a supercharger. Um, five hundred bhp bulletproof, bulletproof body from the from the ground up. The buff as an African Cape Buffalo, and it's like it's just um like re- like as as slick as all get out. So it's like oh, cool. at nice. one at one point in in volume four they. The only way that people were able to get in, get inside the car was by scoring the um, the window with with a knife in order to, br- to break down the bulletproofing. <laughs> so, like, I'd love to have something something like that. So I just like plowed through everyone on the ninety one on the way to work. Exactly, so, yeah. and you need that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it means like the stories themselves. I mean, like they're big um, America like high blockbuster, high octane entertainment. And um, but the thing is. I have one complaint about the series, but I'm rereading it now because, like, I me, mean, like, I read this originally read this series almost almost a decade ago, like, and I'm now rereading it now. It's like I'm surprised at just how little depth it actually has. So, I mean, it's really it really is just like designed to like show you like the yeah, yeah, just action just action and and thrills, but it's very very little character. I mean, you got Riley Vincent, and uh, but she's only really characterized through her um like through her actions. I mean, just like you know, she's like a She's she's a righteous indiv- individual, but she, but she also like she, she's also a complete complete gun nut and devoted to her job. And there's really nothing else to her beyond that. From what we see, you got her partner Minnie Mae Hopkins, who's a, bu- who's a complete bomb nut, and also um um Sonoda's um Lolicon um like character here. She's a mostly reformed prostitute as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you've got Wait, uh, <laughs> mostly reformed prostitutes. Mostly, mostly reformed. That likes bombs. Yeah. Well, no, actually, yeah, and she also likes likes Japanese guys as well. Yeah, and then you've got um, like Becky, their um, their hacker friend, who just like will, who like will help them out, but will always attach a price to it. And um, and Misty, their cat, cat burglar friend, who who also who also likes the ladies, and like Bean Bandit, who like he's a delivery driver. Yeah, Roy Coleman, her contact on the Chicago police, who's just a, I mean, he's it's kind of funny because like if this because like. Roy seems like if this is another series that that started like you know like a hotshot bounty hunter guy, um, then Roy Coleman probably would have been a chick, um, in in that version because he's just kind of like there to, like to provide support on the, it's like on the police, it's like on the police force. I mean he's just he's like kind of a th- reading it against like he's got kind of a thankless job you know I mean he just shows up to like help help advance the plot and that that's about it more often than not. But still it's like I don't know it's like. I actually I enjoyed reading it again, revisiting things, but I don't know. So on one hand, I I kind of appreciate the um, what we get in like in its in its modern day equivalent of Black Lagoon, in my opinion. Right. So we get like lots more moral ambiguity, more it's like more more depth and more more character development here. So like I me, mean, like I it's like it's a nice trip down memory lane. It's like I recommend picking it up because it's still like because even if you don't buy, find it on sale, it's still a very good volume value for its um. Like even if you buy it at full price, because it's like seventeen bucks for like over four hundred pages. Yeah, and that's um that's a compilation of what like what at three volumes at least. Yeah, it's like they that's like vo- like um, each like each volume collects like two and a third volumes of the uh, of the manga. So yeah, and um the also also the last volume also gives you a special bonus. It gives you um Sonoda's original Bean Bandit story, Riding Bean. Mm. Yes. Yeah, this story um, actually was the genesis of Gunsist Cats mm-hmm. because, um, like, he created because he originally created um, Bean first, but then um, once the magazine that he was publishing it folded and he couldn't um, bring Bean back for legal reasons, he decided to create um, create Gunsmith Cats instead. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I mean, like these four, like the four chapters we have at the end of Volume Four are are unfinished, but they're still a nice little bonus. I mean, they a nice little extra they have. I mean, that's exemplifies like why I like getting these um these four volumes right here. Ooh. Yeah. Now going from manga to anime. Yes. Are all four volumes of this manga covered in the anime series? Do they cover everything? Not at all. Really? In like, fact, but that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because really, it's like, because, you know, when it comes to like doing it, because for the type of anime adaptation that they did for Gunsmith Cats, I prefer this vastly to the to the kind of um, adaptations we got that the Japan churned out in the 90s. Because really, what you get in the 90s were just like like a two or three part OVA series that just yeah. basically like had like, like a certain part of the manga um, a like and they just say, oh, it's kind of like it's, they're just like really glorified ads for it. But then with with Guns of Katso, they did a three part um, original episode, like original story for it. They actually did do did uh, did, did do a great job of encapsulating all the charms and appeal of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've watched like a you know a little bit of the anime. Are you telling me that? It wasn't an anime series. It was more OVA no. translation. No, no, like typical twenty-five episode season anime. Regrettably, no. No, strictly an OVA. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, but on the other hand, it's like it's. I like the OVA because basically, if you like, if you read, watch the OVA, it's it's great, it's great stuff. And like you, and if you like it, you can go and check out the. Um, you think, hey, I like this. Where can I get more? Mm-hmm. Then you can just go right. Right to the manga, right. So and if you a little taste from the anime, yeah. Basically, if you like the manga, then you just go and pick up the um, the OVAs for a nice for a nice story that basically distills on um, the best parts of the series into three episodes. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's kind of the approach I'd like to see employed more often for like lengthy series like like this. Like if you can't get a proper a proper story, then just give it a nice um, like side story that fits in with the with the main series. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And and since it was an OVA or whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. they were able to dedicate more time to to you know to the to the look of it. Yes, because right, the animation quality for nineties, it was great from what It was very tight, especially the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually with nice. television production, it, 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 the quality does go down for anime. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. television series, I should say. Yeah, the first episode is usually awesome, but then yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would like to see. Uh, would be nice if they did like a like full series adaptation for the year from regular Guns of the Cat series. Like that, I think that would definitely work. Um, not as much for Burst because I don't know. With Burst, I've got let's just say it, it ventures into the realm where like I've got ideas for how they could how they could improve on things. Now Burst, like I, I know we talked about this earlier in the day, <laughs> but Burst, what what was that? Was that like a continued like? Burst was like a last-minute continuation. No, it was, a, it was a full-on sequel series. I mean, okay. it the, the series ended um, ended ended on a ended like on a real on a like relative like conclusive on like the series ended um, like normally. You know, it's like okay. they just had like had a nice closing chapter, like wrap things up, good and all. But they also, but hey, you know, if you wanted to pick things up later on, like he could. With Burst, though, it start the first volume. It was kind of like they. Uh, Oh, it's like, hey, it's great. There's more Guns with Cats. I mean, this, like, oh, yeah, it's Guns with Cats, but it's kind of like just exactly how I remember it. It's kind of like, like meeting up with an old friend, realizing they have nothing new to say. You know? Like Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> I'll take your word on that. <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah, and then you, yeah, and then you, uh, then like reading up to volume three or so, then you like realize like, oh yeah, you know, if there's something to say, nothing new to say. It's like it's still got some of this, 
same same fun action and all. Mm-hmm. And then you get to volume four where he brings back Goldie after she was um, mostly dealt with at the end end of the series, and he has to make Raleigh seem like a complete idiot for bringing her for restoring her memory. And then volume four, just, like volume five, bring, like basically betrays um, her character even further by basically establishing, oh wait, no, Goldie isn't a bad villain. She's basically a good one by saying by saying she's just trying to like bring order to the un- underworld and all. And oh, that's nicer. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and then also by um, by showing that her brainwashing of Misty was was just, oh, you know, like Misty's fine because she's she realizes on um, what because like Goldie was able. Billy brainwashed her, and then like they weren't able to bring her back because they because her, her brainwashing is too is, is too well done and all. It's just kind of like it's just so depressing and just feels like a complete betrayal of of, of, of Riley's character and ev- and everything. It's uh, the, the original creator. Yeah, it's it's so what, like he yeah he this he this is Kenichi Soto like still he was, he did the sequel series as well. This is all him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like no. And but it's like honestly, it's it's just really depressing. It's one of the worst things I've read from Dark Horse. It's one of the worst things. I, it's in the running for worst series of the year next to Kick Ass. Yeah. So so it's like I was like just but I, mean, I can't blame Dark Horse for publishing it because I mean it's based on the original series. If they had said oh yeah, there's another Dark another Guns of the Cat series out in Japan, but we're not gonna bring it over because it sucks. I would have been like dude, like let me make that decision for myself. Mm-hmm. But you know they did. I read it, and it's like you know, I got no one, to, no one to blame for its for um supporting its crappiness besides me. So right. yeah, so in the end, like listen, um, the guns, the revisation of Guns with Cats, great, fu- great, some great fun stuff. Not the deepest thing you'll ever read, but still a lot of fun. Um, just ignore the sequel series, and you'll have a good time. The anime, though, like if you can find the DVD, it's highly recommended picking up because it's out of it's out of print and it's publisher. Well, they've um. It's like they've undergone, undergone a paradigm shift. ADV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The for- company formerly known as ADV, now known as Section 23. Correct. If they even still have the rights to it. Yeah, it sounds like Prince. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and call it a night, everyone. All right. We'll see you later. Later. Bye.